0: Hey everybody, welcome to Metal as Medicine podcast. Uh, we're hosts Eric and Terrence. Party on. Alright, here we are um, for the week ending of February 26th to March 1st, and uh, we're going to talk about some, some new music, some extreme music, because everybody loves extreme music. Does it have to be extreme? No, it doesn't. It can be extreme in any sense. Oh, sweet. And metal in any sense. So like, if it's so respectful that you're like, respect is metal, then it could be metal.
1: It's so extreme that it, it res- it's so
0: respectful that yeah. it's extreme? Yeah. Because being respectful is extreme. No, it is metal. <laughs> oh. uh, sure. <laughs> I was trying to get
1: into that mind frame, but I'm sorry. Uh, you lost me.
0: Uh, that's okay. <laughs> that happens often.
1: Okay. What are we...
0: All right. Well, why, why what, don't what's we... What's st- exciting? Yeah. Why don't we start off with uh, new releases? Oh, man. Do you want to talk about the one that you were just playing?
1: Uh, Inter Arma. Inter Arma. Just one track so far. Citadel. It is amazing. How amazing? Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's definitely a 10 out of 10.
0: Wow, really? 10 out of 10
1: for... uh, I've I've not heard of this band before, and they've been around for a while. Very difficult to describe because they're a cross-genre-type uh, band where they'll have really quiet, slow, acoustic soundscapes and then go into black metal or death metal parts. But I feel that this new song, this new track that the, was released just this past Friday is excellent.
0: Yeah, that sounded really good, actually, that track you we were listening to. Yeah, I didn't even get to the, the later part. So it starts off pretty heavy
1: and then goes into, it has a stylistic change halfway through. And uh, I believe... I've really, totally really been uh,
0: digging that slower black death, more rhythm, more uh, more uh, melody or... Drone? Yeah, more droning along. And I, I love it, like listening to the double bass kick and it, and it goes by at one tempo and then all of a sudden they just kick it up a little bit, but the rhythm still drones along like that.
2: Yeah, I really totally. dig
0: that. The new Rotting Christ sounds like that as well, a few of the songs.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that album. I don't know what the actual release date for the Rotting Christ album is, but everything... Oh, uh, the new I'm one? Thinking, it's already out. Sweet. I will have to dive right into it then. Um, but they've been slowly releasing tracks on Spotify, and every single time it pops up for me, I've been... You know, playing those songs and getting
0: get my groove on. There it is right there. It came out uh, a couple Ooh. of weeks ago. Man, I've been the behind heretics. the times.
1: I am behind the times.
0: I really like this track, uh, Heaven and the Hell and Fire. That's what? one of those ones that kind of drones along. Awesome. Very, very cool. Very uh, cool.
1: I believe it's either the second track or the sixth track. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't pronounce them because they're in different languages but uh, they were
0: let's see what uh spotify says yeah i don't even know what that is i don't even know what language that is the the, the two that you're talking about <laughs> yeah i mean
1: well the first i don't know if it's uh greek because they are a greek band mhm i um, would assume that they are then but it could be russian even or some kind of uh variation St. Vitus released a track. Is. Can you open that up and see if. Is Glenn Benton
0: in St. Vitus still? Mm, doesn't look like it. No. His active band is d He's in one.
1: He was in. Uh, he did guest vocals at least for. Mr. Benton was definitely guest vocals, at least a temporary vocals for at least one band.
0: I love the um, the lineup for this album. Is uh, Theremis Tolls on the drums, and is that say Sackis Tolls on everything else? Vocals, guitars, bass, keyboards, percussion, songwriting, and lyrics. That's well,
1: pretty awesome. If they're it's kind of like a Trent Reznor type thing. If the dudes just. Is kind the of. guy that's writing everything. Oh, yeah. Vital Remains. I was totally
0: wrong. Oh, Vital Remains. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, blah, I blah. saw that on the list there. Terrible. So, um, oh yeah, and they have uh, vocal. They got choirs on this album as well. Lots of percussions, female vocals. Like, it's got a big range to it. Lots of lead guitar melodies. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Got to check that out. Let's see what else we got. Uh, the new Children of Bodom single came out yes platitudes and barren words what do you think I, I listened a few times
1: and what i feel i feel it is a solid effort my excitement level for the album is probably about a seven it didn't get me super fired up and i'm not exactly sure why mm-hmm. um I, I don't know i don't know maybe it was just the wrong track choice
0: I mean, the a sevens is a still good number. Like that's oh, like, yeah. it's not beat around the bush. Like a sevens a solid. Yeah, I've listened to some of the samples on Twitter, and uh, the the whole like all the samples sound really good. This song here, eh, it I enjoyed it, but yeah, I'd say seven out of ten for excitement levels is pretty good right now. Uh, I pref- I preferred the last single, "This Road," over this one. Right. A little bit faster paced. Uh, some nice solos in it where this one here didn't even have a guitar solo, it just had keyboard solo and then like the the melodic interlude by gotcha. Alexi. Okay. Which is a little bit disappointing considering their their past history with solos and shredding. Oh man, you're such an elitist. I know. Fuck. I got a smart note. No up. no guitar solos. Sorry, it's not metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just like a good shred, that's all. <laughs>
1: what is this keyboard shred by himself? Where's the
0: buddy cop thing? <laughs> Where are those dueling instruments Instruments there? Uh, Battle Beast has a new single out called Eden. They're like a heavy metal uh, from Finland. Female vocalist. Uh, lots of keyboards oh, and melody. Okay, I think I... Their new album is coming out talk about now. In, on March 22nd, I believe, the new album is coming out.
1: Yeah. Battle Beast, Eden. Okay, I did hear this,
0: and I think I was a little impressed actually. Yeah, I like them. I I think they're a lot of fun to listen to. I'm usually not into more of the heavy metal bands and like the traditional heavy metal, right? But um I'm actually I really enjoy these guys and I'm I'm looking forward to No More Hol- Hollywood Endings. It's got a badass cover too. Nice.
1: Well, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. I thought this was actually a pretty interesting track. I think I did actually look at my playlist at one point. I'm like, who's this? So if it catches my attention, if I'm just listening to it on random or whatever. So, um, yeah, I wait for the album to actually fully drop and check out the rest of it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, In Flames released their new album, Eye the Mask. Oh, man, I was trying to think of something
1: really witty and funny to say to that, but <laughs> I can't. I guess my joke was a dud, just like their music has been for the last 10 years.
0: Quite possibly. Or like if you go into public with everybody knowing you're an In Flames fan, you should be wearing a mask. Oh. (laughs) Ooh, no, just kidding. I don't know. Uh, I I, I still enjoy their older stuff, not so much their newer stuff. But I do do enjoy this album better than the last three that came out, or four even. Holy shit, how many more albums do they have since Come Clarity? Uh, Um, Come Clarity is about the last one that I really enjoyed.
1: And that was already thirteen years ago.
0: Yeah, sense of purpose, uh, sounds of a playground fading, siren charms and battles, and then of the mask. Wow, I can tell you,
1: I have not listened to any of those albums. I'm from not start familiar to with them. Probably more than likely a song or two, just uh, through other people. I personally have not sought out to listen to that. Hmm. I just we I don't know we keep touching on his vocal style and how it's changed into that weird kind of whiny thing. And I just, it, it is enough for me to not listen to it. Um, yeah. Even though th- the most recent song that came out uh, did sound actually pretty cool with the the guitar playing and stuff, uh, Call My Name.
0: Mm, yeah, that is actually one of my favorite songs off this but, album. But I'm still uh, on the fence with regarding them. I've listened to it probably half a dozen times, and I really like uh, a number of the songs like the title track, Eye of the Mask, Call My Name, um, and then one called Deep Inside, which actually I think might even have one of the best uh, melodies, uh, guitar riffs, nice. probably okay. that they've done since Come Clarity or or even earlier. I think maybe even since uh, Vanishing Light, the song off Come Clarity. It's, well... Yeah, it's a pretty good song. But then again, all the ones in between, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, this one I got to talk about called This Is Our House. Yep. It's like this rock anthem that does not sound like anything in flames would ever do, do.
1: Then what the heck are they doing?
0: I don't know. It's a very, very interesting song. But the funny thing is is that it's so damn catchy that I can't stop listening to it. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> yeah. So how do you, do you
1: fault them for that? Because it's... Uh, you know, a black sheep kind of thing on the album or do you fault them for running something that's so catchy you can't get it unstuck from your your brain?
0: Well, that's a thing too, is that when I listen to the whole album, it is literally the standout track that goes, wow, this is totally different than the rest of the album. Like it is through and through melodic death metal, of course, with Anders uh, singing mixed with his growls, but then it's got this rock anthem in there that is like, Pretty much repeating the same verse and chorus throughout the whole song. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. but we'll,
1: we'll have to come back to it uh, next podcast, and I will give you my my actual thoughts and feelings on the, the album in its entirety, rather than just that one song. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna break break a, a, a almost a decade long streak here of not <laughs>
0: listening to this stuff. You sure you don't want to hold <laughs> on to that streak? Nah, it's not really that important for me to hold on to you're gonna cry yourself to sleep tonight oh no
1: the streak is broken yeah i'm gonna yeah definitely cry myself to sleep thanks (laughs) you're welcome hey Uh, hey 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 have you uh heard of uh mark martin yes i have
0: have you checked out his new album i have listened to it well i don't know if i'm a fan of it what do you mean it's it's my god i love the music like the music's great but i i don't know i don't know if i enjoy much of the vocals that i've heard cuz it's mm. got each song is a guest vocalist right yes and the first one being uh, chester from the late uh, chester from linkin park right Stinkin' park that's yes, right that's right yeah um and i like that song and i've only listened to the album twice i believe or once and a half maybe um, I don't have much of a pin an opinion beyond that, though, so I do have to listen to it a little bit more. What do you think? I thought it was good. I, I have a kind of soft
1: spot for guitar player-led um, albums with guest vocalists. Uh, Slash has done it a long time ago. <coughs> Slash snake pit or something, the first album. They had guest vocalists, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and uh, the guy from the cults and etc. Miles Kennedy was the first time they collabed together and then ended up s- singing for him for the, until now. Um, but also Tony Iommi did that in the mid-90s with uh, his solo album Iommi, which had also a different singer per track. So it, this kind of scenario has happened a few times in um, the last c- 20 years, and I just kind of like hearing... Different vocalists take on uh, that particular type of music. Uh, Dave Grohl even did it with his Probot. Mm. Oh side yeah, project. Probot. Yeah. So I think I'm a lot more forgiving, maybe in terms of accepting um, the dynamic or the the variance in the different vocal styles.
0: Because I had listened to um, a few of the singles that they ha- as they had been um, released. Yeah. And as much as I enjoyed them, nothing really stood out to me. But I'm definitely going to go back and listen to this album again. We can touch on it again. For sure.
1: I think if you're a Lama God fan for the, the guitar playing style, like it's straight up Lamb of God. Riffing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it definitely There's sounds
0: just... like them. Or him, I guess.
1: Yeah. It sounds like his influence is very prominent into their songwriting for sure and uh if you're looking for something super different then you're not really gonna get it yeah oh but yeah i'm fine with that i'll totally throw it on uh, in the background and rock out to it while i'm
0: swinging a hammer or digging the dishes <laughs> <laughs> digging a ditch <laughs> 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 all right uh, i think is do we have anything else for new releases this week
1: uh, yeah, what about that huge track that was dropped by Devin Townsend? Genesis? Oh,
0: man. I can't get enough of that one. Holy I shit. I listened
1: to it probably six or seven times that day.
0: Did you? Easily. Uh, probably a half a dozen times for me. Yeah, in a row. In a row. Yeah. And especially when I found out that video. Because
1: you said... Oh, yeah. You mentioned that there was a the video was coming out soon, and of course, I was like, I had to look for it right away. Mm-hmm. And... It is actually funny how much uh, more of the visuals help the song. Oh, it enhances it. It's big pretty. Time. Uh, I mean, if for if for those who haven't seen it, it's pretty hilarious, or annoying, depending on which way you want to look at it. It's just Devin sitting at a desk listening to Genesis, <laughs> but there's a green screen of like different
0: stuff going on in different the background, visu- visuals and things happening. Yeah, and the visuals happen to be
1: quite literal literal images of what's happening in the song, or at least I felt. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe they're uh, his literal images, what he kind of thinks, because he's talked a lot about seeing shapes, and or not shapes, uh, colors. In his music. In his music. Yeah. When he writes certain songs, he thinks of colors, and he's talked about this one being full spectrum. It's the first album he's ever written musically that has everything so and he also wanted a little bit of detail on why Genesis was the song that they chose because it he felt it encompassed the uh, kind of give you a good idea of what the rest of the album is going to sound like and mm-hmm. quite honestly you know when you watch a cooking show and it's been uh, an amateur cooking show and you finally get to the point where the the judges are like, "Yes, you are finally here." You know, this is the, what we've been waiting for this whole time. It kind of seems like that for me for Devin Townsend. It's you like, mean this is
0: finally throughout his whole career? You mean throughout his whole career? Mm-hmm. Like this to
1: me, this is like this is exactly what he he should have been recording years ago. Because when I listen to him, it's like playlists. Yeah, I put on a playlist and I go through random and I like going through all the different uh, albums and songs that he's written and then like finally we're getting it where it's all clumped together into a single unit and he's just allowing his inner crazy to really shine.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. That like when you listen back to previous albums and the uh, the progressionness and um, the creativity and what he's been doing really feels like he's been building up to something like empath and that he might've been attempting to do something like that all along without realizing it. And then now finally he has those skills to produce something like that. And if you yeah. follow him on Twitter, uh, he's been talking about how the, the, the song might not make a lot of sense right now. Uh, the video complements it and gives it a little bit more clarity about the song, but it's not until the album comes out that you'll really understand the music that is happening within those what six minutes or so. Yeah. When I first listened to it, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like it's all over the place. There's shit happening everywhere. All sorts of sounds, every, everything from like, like more natural soundscapes to like, uh, eight bit digital sounds and all sorts of things happening in there.
1: Yeah. There's a, a cool little one or two second long, eight bit little interlude. Uh, there's, uh, cats meowing oh yeah yeah uh, and two cow moos. <laughs> i've only picked out two cow moves so let's see if there's uh, i can pick out any more of them in that song but yeah and it starts off with a at least the video has an extra long uh intro really yeah it's like beside a beach waves come crashing in it's uh kind of like jamaican steel drum like really light and then it just <laughs> starts in the song and uh, of course, they return to that partway through the song itself, and um, I'm really pumped for it. Oh it's yeah, yeah, it's it's really awesome that he's finally. I think he's just let himself go. Mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. Um, no restraints, uh, no boundaries. Noms, yeah, and it's kind of weird. And I mean, he's a very open person, and when he discusses how he goes through this entire process. But and it does seem kind of weird that he's held himself back before where he d- fixates on a bit, uh, particular thought and, like, this is how it needs to be. Anyway, I'm glad he's completely done with all of that. And I think part of what has helped him is he's hired a previous music director for Frank Zappa, or music oh. coordinator. So I think that's helped a lot. Um, I mean, obviously, Frank Zappa is... A major weirdo for mm-hmm. uh, music. So, to me, Devin Townsend is the new Frank Zappa for sure. If yeah, especially if this is the the direction he's going.
0: Uh, I'm really excited for the new album. Absolutely, I'm excited for every album that he puts out. But this time, I can say that I'm probably the most excited. Yeah, to listen to. His
1: I've stuff. listened to Transcendence a few times in mm-hmm. in recent uh, last couple of weeks, and it just doesn't have the same. Like, I'm really excited for Empath.
0: Yeah, Trans- Transcendence was kind of like, um, almost like an advanced, or a, a part two to um, Accelerated Evolution, maybe. Like, I kind of feel right. like the sound is still similar to that, that big sta- uh, stadium sound. Uh, but the songs, I, I don't really feel as though it was a progression from through his whole discography. It was, it was kind of a strange uh, album to me. I, I did enjoy it's, it, though. Yeah,
1: it's a good album. I think they could have done fine with three songs like an ep or something the because once you've seen it you've seen it for the entire disc and you know there's a two cd version of it Mm -hmm. when he could have easily gotten away with uh, an ep my personal thoughts anyways especially now i have this you know the genesis in reference Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah for sure yeah he could have easily gone away with three songs of that and then give me three songs of casualties of cool and give me three songs of something else and i would have been a little bit more into it um but yeah i can't wait man
0: yeah for sure totally right yeah (laughs) oh we're gonna do a show on that one for sure all right uh shall we move on to some news yeah maybe Maybe? yeah sure yeah okay well how about gene hoagland well that's Tangently related. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, right? Totally. Uh, he says that Testament is working on a new album. Uh, he says that there's about six songs together, and Alex uh, Skolnick has got some killer ideas. Everything seems to be coming together, and it would won't sound like a direct follow-up to Brotherhood of the Snake.
1: Awesome. Yeah, totally. Testament's a, a definitely had a soft spot for that band for mm-hmm. a very long time. Their 90s stuff, I just... Love, I absolutely love it. <laughs> so, uh,
0: absolutely looking forward. For sure. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of Brotherhood of the Snake. I was just listening to it uh, last week or so. Yeah. I quite enjoy it, but um, if, if it's going to go into a different direction, I'm okay with that too. Well, I think it's going to be l- kind of limited.
1: Testament has always sounded like Testament.
0: That is very true. So, within
1: that scope, I'm sure it's going <laughs> to... It's going to sound like the band. I wouldn't be surprised
0: if it uh, didn't deviate too far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, We'll move on to Slipknot. Corey Taylor is back in the studio recording vocals for the next Slipknot album, which actually surprised me because I thought it was completely done. When the single All Out Life came out, I thought that was already promoting the release of the new album. Totally.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I think there, who else did that? many years ago where they just released a song. Oh yeah, uh, Machine Head. Is there anyone out there? They just dropped the single, there wasn't an album, and then they went ahead and recorded an album.
0: And was that single on the album that came out? Do uh, you remember? I th-
1: they may have retroactively put it on. Oh so weird. I'm wondering if S- Slipknot was just kind of testing the waters to see, or just not testing waters, maybe to just... Um, Refresh people's mind and like, like, hey, don't forget about don't us. Don't forget about us. You know, there's stuff coming out soon. Well, they got me back. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the new album. It sounded pretty raw. Mm-hmm, they did the production on this track. It harkens definitely second album. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. I
0: got vibes a little bit the of the, like first
1: and second album. So it's really like Ross Robinson style uh, darkness or lo-fi it's kind of dirtiness it was very raw very dirty lots of blast beats so we'll see what the rest and of it is like and, uh, i think it's cool that this particular song will not actually be on the rest of the album
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah very cool absolutely really just... he also said that um the album or this one the standalone single isn't nearly as dark and vicious as the rest of the album that sounds very Interesting. cool yeah oh well,
1: yeah that's very cool actually. that is
0: uh, they also announced a North American tour with Volbeat, Gojira, and Behemoth as supporters. Excellent. I wonder. If, I'm
1: hoping that comes to Canada because I have not yet had a chance to see Gojira. Yeah, me and neither. Seeing seeing them with Slipknot would be pretty cool. And that,
0: Behemoth is. I've heard there uh, good things about them live too. They're badass live. I saw them in Penticton with right. um, Slayer. Slayer, yes, that's right. Yeah, and they fucking put on a good show. Absolutely. All right, so Kalma, the Finnish melodic death metalers, they had a poll earlier this year uh, asking fans which country they should tour, and naturally America won. So they are now doing a tour of America, which only has two Eastern Canadian dates. Of course. Yeah, of course, Not, not Vancouver, which is actually funny because three years ago they played a show here in Kelowna at Flashbacks. Holy heck. Yeah. How did I miss that one? I don't know. I, I was there with uh, okay, uh who was playing? Vespira uh what is it called? Vesper. Vesperia? Okay. I believe is a band out of Vancouver or somewhere. Right. And um they Damn. they played uh, they opened for Kalma. Uh that was one of the last shows at Flashbacks before it closed. They had a Intense. Yeah, they had a show there. For like, the last night, they had a show with a band playing, but before yeah. that, Kelma was the last act to play there.
1: Yeah, awesome. I don't know why I missed that. I must not have been here or something. I, don't I have know. no idea. Man. No idea, but damn, man. To see them in a, a, a super tiny, intimate venue would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, let's move on to the website, uh, the Finnish website, Metal Storm. They released their 2018 awards. Uh, you can check it out by going to their website, metalstorm.net, but we'll just talk about quickly about some of the notable uh, winners here. For the best black metal album was Immortal's Northern Chaos Gods, which is, uh, to me, it's quite funny because I enjoy the album. I mean, it's straight up black metal like Immortal always has been, singing about cold mountains and blizzards and shit like that. But the funny thing is is that this is the first album without Abbott, the original right. co-creator of the band.
1: 'Cause he went off to do his own thing.
0: Yeah, he's got his solo band um Abbath now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's kinda neat that after he leaves the band, they release an album that wins uh black metal album of the year.
1: And how was that album production wise? Do they kind of step it up in
0: I'd say it's not much different than what you'd from expect from okay. from Immortal. Right. Like maybe along the, the lines of Sons of the Northern Darkness. Like that, maybe a little bit more crisp than they've done previously, but you can go back and listen to any of their previous albums, and they're pretty muddied and you know lo- lo-fi, which is normal for black metal. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: for best extreme progressive, is uh, Rivers of, of Nile, where owls know their know my name. Is this a, is a very Nile, cool N- album. Nile, have you heard of these guys? Nihilism, yeah, nihilism.
1: Rivers of Nile. I have not. No, definitely not. I'm just,
0: just here. let bring them up. Just quickly. pulling the
1: rolodex in my brain to see if I. They play it, like technical
0: no. death metal, like progressive. Yeah. Uh, they're from Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, where owls know my name. This album is really cool because it has tons of jazz interludes on it.
2: Oh, saxophone. Man. okay. That That'd jazzy be...
0: keyboard sound. Very, very cool. I was listening to it earlier today, and it, it's fucking awesome. Like, it's so good.
1: Yeah, I'm going def- to have to check that out because that definitely tweaks uh, tweaks a bone in me when they're all over the place and just really messing with typical conventions and different styles.
0: Mm. Oh, totally. And it's, uh, it is progressive technical death metal, but the, the interludes are so cool that you just can't stop listening to it. I mean, the... Metal Archives has it at 62% on 11 reviews, of course. They're a little bit more elitist than other websites, but don't let that (laughs) send you in the other direction. No, definitely not. Uh, Let's go back and check out... Best Heavy Melodic Album goes to Amorphous Queen of Time. That's a fucking awesome album. Like, 100%. Missed it. I recommend anybody to check that out. Very, very melodic death metal mixed with like melodic rock and heavy metal. It's almost to me, this is like going back to talking about Devin Townsend. I always feel like with this, with every album of Amorphous, but especially this one, what they were doing on Tales of a Thousand Lakes back in the early nineties, I feel like this is the rendition of what they were trying to accomplish. They didn't have the production level. They didn't have the skill or the talent, but what they were trying to create is this. Yeah, it is so good. Sweet. Okay. Uh, for best melodic death metal goes to Omnium Gatherums' The Burning Cold. If you listen to that album, you sure as hell know why it wins that.
1: Nope, missed it. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Missed it. Another awesome Finnish melodic death metal band. I was doing other things, okay? Okay. I was having a good time elsewhere doing other having things. Having a good time not listening to melodic death metal. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, hi, I highly recommend fans of melodic death metal to check that out. And then um, the winner for best thrash metal album was Soulfly's Ritual.
1: I heard only a little bit of that. Have you? Yeah, just a few songs. I'm surprised they considered thrash metal because it teeters that, uh, I don't know, kind of black metal mm-hmm. at times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, just a few songs. I was more. Heavily into like I think the Fu Manchu album was like my number one 2018 album last year. So I was more into the stoner rock or stoner metal stuff.
0: I listened to it. It's all right. I still preferred like the latest Testament album or even Megadeth or whatever. Uh, Soulfly. I don't know. I like their earlier albums, like the first three, when there was. I mean, yeah, it was more like new metal. Uh, but that that's all right. Well, the line is
1: becoming pretty. Um, blurred between them and Cavalier Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's... Even with Mark Russo being in both bands, the guitar player, uh, it just even more becomes pretty muddy on... Uh, it's hard to keep track of which band is actually which.
0: Well... Because you play them back-to-back back or side beside each other, and there's no way of telling the two apart. When we come right down to it, I actually prefer Nail Bomb over all of them.
1: ooh Ooh, you're
0: such an elitist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so oh yeah, here's one. This happened today, actually. Keith Flint, the singer for Prodigy, passed away. What? Today, at the age of 49, he was found unresponsive at his home in Essex, England. I'm fact checking this. Okay, okay go for I it. I got it right here, actually. Oh, what? He's here. Dead. It is on Blabbermouth. Well, you can't believe what you read on the internet, bro. Yeah, I know, but except that you're looking <laughs> it up on the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got. It, I had a fact check. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, that was a.
0: Uh, He's one of the one of the pioneers of um, the whole underground techno scene there, coming out of the UK.
1: He actually had a cool little punk project too, just uh, called Flint. But it was cool because it was just a straight up punk band. Um, I liked his little influences into uh, the Prodigy. The group itself is uh, the other Liam, I believe his name. He's the guy who controls basically the the band's sound. Um, but Keith's voice is very influential, and he's on some of their biggest tracks. So Sweet. that really sucks.
0: All right, and joining us now is local Kelowna death metal band, uh, Death Machine. They have one song currently on Bandcamp, as well as a brand new T-shirt that they have just released uh, in the last few days. That's neat. Yeah, isn't that neat? <laughs> All right, I like, guys. Uh, I like music, music's what? fun. Music, Death Machine. Yeah, music. Rock okay, and roll. Right? Yeah, rock and roll, rock They and they roll play, boys. Uh, soft rock, jazz, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bluegrass band from Detroit. There you go, right? <laughs> oh, All right, nice. welcome to the show, guys. If you want to go around and introduce yourselves,
1: and what do you? You have to tell me what instrument you play too,
0: because oh, because Terrence is like a I'm the Virginia new yeah. I don't. I'm the fly on the wall. I don't know. I just told him to come over. Yeah, I said we had a bunch of hot chicks coming over, I'll <laughs> <laughs> just oh, show <laughs>
3: All right, well, I'm Spencer. I, uh, I play bass, and I sing
4: lead vocals for that machine. I'm Taylor. I play the drums. Yeah, I'm, I'm Dylan. I play guitar, um, lead and rhythm. We, me and Chandler kind of switch off sometimes. And,
5: <clears throat>
4: and I'm Chandler. I, you, got,
5: you
3: got the description. <laughs> <laughs> you got also play guitar.
5: <laughs>
3: Neat. Lots of songwriting, Chandler does. Yeah, main songwriter would be Chandler for sure.
1: Okay, cool. Just yeah. music? Uh, lyrics as well?
3: Uh, I pass the lyrics off to
5: Spencer yeah. because I want to focus more on the music side of things, and he's getting pretty kick-ass at writing lyrics. Mops. Most of my stuff is what you see on the back of that shirt there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's got more insightful the, the stuff. The offensive stuff, the good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to write a song that would never be allowed anywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But well, and that's the yeah. beauty with metal, though, is you can write about anything. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Most of the time, people don't even understand what you're saying anyways, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's why you can make funny songs, too. Like,
3: for instance, the Black Deli Murder has a song about smoking weed, but you would never guess that that song is that's about right. that, because yeah. it's death metal, so... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Obituary, that goes into obituary oh, at all? Mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. So their first few albums, they're one of the forerunners for the American death metal Scene right out of Florida, and their first two albums didn't include lyrics in the songbooks because there were no lyrics. <laughs> so, with the stuff that John Tardy's making with his voice, they're just sounds, <laughs> 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 just, just sounds. yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, not all of it, it wasn't 100% just sound based, but yeah, there's a good chunk of it that's I can't fit on a word year, so it's just exactly, yeah.
0: That's what a lot of the bands did, though, when, when metal was first starting, was they just improved a lot of the lyrics, because that wasn't the focus. Focus was on the music, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, a click track was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> totally.
0: So, uh, you guys have a demo or anything out right now?
3: Uh, well, we have one song that we've released on a band camp, uh, which is kind of like a single. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to feature on our... EP that we're going to release later this year.
1: Why? It's
3: already
5: released. It's already released. It also features uh,
6: Chandler on the vocals. When the band started out, Chandler was the vocalist, but then we passed it on to Spencer last year. I like to fade into
5: the background and not be seen. I like to be heard and not seen.
3: (laughs) And so now after we record this EP that we're doing... I don't know, the the music that we've written, it's, you know, like, bands, you'll get unhappy with what you've previously done Mm -hmm. after you do more stuff, so that's definitely a part of it, Uh, but at the same time, you want to be able to share that stuff with everyone, too, so it's out there now. People have something to listen to, and now we get to work on new stuff, so that's the plan
1: from now on. Are you guys self-producing, self-recording? Yeah, um,
5: we're gonna be recording the drums with, uh... Uh, we're still doing a it
3: with a drum machine. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh
2: God. <I> <laughs> uh, Dude, yes. <laughs>
6: I'd rather put my own drums in the recording. Yeah. no yeah. I yeah, Oh yeah. Appreciate. I wouldn't want to be replaced, you know. <laughs> it's
5: like that one episode of uh, Metal Metalocalypse where Pickles gets replaced by a drum machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: anyway, um, we. Say. we're currently working with uh tyrone, <laughs> tyrone dombowski he yeah. was he is the guitar player for the band displaced they're another local death metal band cool. and um he has lots of gear and he often does sound at munan's post for a lot of the metal shows that happens so he's got the he's got like the engineering kind of setting up he's got all the, he's
5: got the nice mics and everything to, and so uh, to we drums. yeah he's gonna help hmm. us
3: record our ep yes. Uh, cool. And
5: then we're, So we're going to record drums with him, and then I have, we're going to record guitars at my place and vocals at my place, because I have the gear for that. And then we're sending it off to a buddy of mine named Zach, who mixed our single. Waterlow? Uh, no, his name is uh, Zach Gill. Zach Gill. And uh, he, uh, he's the one who mixed that single we have on Bandcamp, and it sounds pretty good. And he's gotten better since then, so we're sending all the stems to him to get mixed. And just to help him out with his portfolio and help us out get a good mix down, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can get that done pretty soon.
2: We're
3: hoping co- to have CDs in hand for the summertime. Yeah, cool. Very is early. is the plan?
0: Hopefully for Armstrong. For, yeah, yeah I was definitely. Say, yeah, for, yeah, for the Armstrong, Armstrong Metal Fest.
3: Yeah, and then a whole another round of merch. We just finally got our first shirts on online, and got all that happening. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's only more to come because we only mm-hmm. have the one to sign right now. So yeah, that's... yeah.
0: I, I saw that. I got a notification when you posted it on Bandcamp, and I was right away like, I fucking need that shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
6: <laughs> You're like one of the first guys to be wearing it too. We haven't like sold. We, we played the one show in Vancouver, and we probably sold like a good like six, maybe five. Six. five. Oh yeah, okay. Ooh. So wow, you guys are
3: money yeah, still like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's awesome. Lots more to be sold.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Totally. There's something more gratifying. Than getting off stage and selling 100%. a couple mm-hmm. shirts or something <clears throat> yeah, yeah right? well, it, it was, just, was a
5: nice feeling for sure yeah uh, one of the bands actually bought our shirts and he was playing it when he was on stage and we were just like fuck nice. oh, yeah didn't even hear us play <laughs> yet sweet. he just loved the design and just wanted to yeah dropping our merch yeah in. that mm-hmm.
6: was super cool
5: and i feel like i should mention that our, our ep and what our new music is going to be is is uh, kind of drastically different
1: drastically mm-hmm. within uh, a, a spectrum. Well, or...
5: we are going from like this kind of old school death metal style that we have, and we're moving towards more of the technical side of things. Okay, um, awesome. But it's still, in my opinion, like an old school tech death in a way.
3: We draw elements from lots of things, yeah. but like one of the main things we 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 were like growing listening when we were listening mm. to death metal was Necrophagist, yeah. Obscura, yeah, stuff like faster, like
5: more complicated. When it came stuff,
3: out, that album Epitaph. Was like it started a crazy technical death metal wave, like, and now there's so many technical death metal bands out there in Canada alone. Oh.
1: There's a ton, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of my complaint too. For a little while, there were everyone who was in any kind of metal band was you know super tech or something, and it was just yeah, but like a wave when you're going into a small local show and there's. Five tech death bands i just you kind of turn your ears off after the third yeah one or something, and the,
5: the thing is what i mean by when i say we're kind of like an old school tech death when we're is because we, we still like to keep a hook and a, mm-hmm. a kind of a, a, i guess a straightforward almost kind of piece it goes in different directions but it, it, it has structure it, it has structure and it's not just blazing fast stuff, which we we do love listening to, but we don't enjoy playing that type of stuff. We like to have something with a little bit more melody and a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a Mm -hmm. thought process. Not that these guys who play super fast don't have a thought process or anything like that but it's just not our thought Mm process it's just
0: different something that might hook the fans a little bit more or
2: something
5: yeah I just think we have just a little bit of a different sound when it comes to the tech death side of things because we do have technical riffs and our riffs are difficult but they still kind of have that old school metal
3: vibe to them that cannibal corpse vibe yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. that kind of technical Mm -hmm. stuff yeah
6: and in a way we still create our own unique sound that can make us stand out from the other bands
5: Mm mhm but you would definitely, if I were to show you, like, the songs that we do now and some of our new stuff, you would definitely see there's a quite a big difference. Oh, sweet. Cool. Are
0: you planning on playing any of those new songs, like
3: at the Battle of the Bands or anything? We we have uh, some, we have a song we're working on right now that we're trying to decide whether we should play it or not. Um, you know, you don't want to try attempting something if it's not 100% ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it would be cool to to play. There's a couple new songs that we have in the works that uh, would be a game changer for us i think if we did play them sure. uh, versus if we didn't play them because it's it's kind of night and day honestly the this so- the songs we're working on now versus the songs we wrote 2 years ago mm. so, and
5: mm. we got i should touch on that those songs that we play now are technically songs we wrote when we were in high school yeah mm-hmm. so like we're just playing them now now are those songs
0: mm-hmm. like the ones that are on youtube yes, yes. yeah okay yes. okay those yeah. are old very Crappy demo. We recorded, versions. mixed, and mastered, and released those all in a day. Just wow! Like, like, I was listening to those <laughs> at work the other night, and they sounded like old school. I'd almost say hypocrisy.
2: Kind, kind of like, yeah, like yeah. ever yeah. heard the
0: song uh, "The Black Forest" off of um, "The Fourth Dimension"? I got a huge vibe yeah. from that. I instantly was like, "Holy fuck!" I kind of want to listen to hypocrisy right now. You know? So <laughs> <Well>, that's cool.
5: <laughs> yeah. So you, you well, you, I guess, because of that kind of guerrilla recording that we did. <laughs> It gives you that that sense of the old school. Yeah, uh, there was
0: very old school death metal um, atmosphere grimy. to it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
5: yeah. Our new stuff is kind of a little bit more polished, but still rough. I guess you know, like it's a hard happy to describe. Medium, I would say. Yeah, it's like a happy medium. Yeah. You'd have to hear it to understand it. I
6: guess. Oh, for sure, and
0: you don't know what it's gonna sound like when it's done too, right? When the EP is yeah, done, right? For sure. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Another
6: yeah. thing to keep in mind too, when those YouTube recordings were like recorded, I was probably like maybe six months into like. Probably
3: not even. Not yeah, even. Like three, yeah. Yeah. months
6: in- <clears throat> Of like just pl- like learning how to play death metal drums. Because it was actually these guys that introduced me to death metal. Every time... To- I don't want to admit it but I was hitting like a mad corn phase before I met these guys hey, hey, what's wrong with hey, that what's wrong with that we wouldn't I, I, I have a have Limp fingers for...
1: tattooed on my arm dude, <laughs> we, so we grew I'm... up in the 90s <laughs> yeah okay well honestly, a lot of the elitists
6: will point their fingers and laugh you know like that's just the yes like, that's the way that's
0: what I think yeah.
1: I've listened to all the corn albums yeah. in a row hey, there's a new one coming out today, today. today. <laughs> <laughs>
6: So, it was <laughs> but, when I met these guys that I, I didn't even listen to Metallica before then either. So, like, just getting into just faster, more extreme music, and just learning how to play the, you know, the
2: blast thrash beats, beats blast and blast beats, beats,
6: and everything, and, you know, I, I hate to toot my own horn, but I think I picked up, like, relatively quick in the last
5: couple of years I've been stream with them. So Those recordings don't do, do his drumming justice. He's yeah.
2: That's there. awesome. That's good yeah. to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: It was, uh was pretty good for just four or three months in, you know, yeah. recordings. But he's definitely fucking improved.
0: So like, we're
3: just approaching two years now.
5: They knew from the start um, that
6: I wasn't quite fast enough, but they—I guess—they had the kind of hope that I would pick up pretty you. quick. And yeah, yeah. losing they, faith in you. Losing
2: faith. in At first, you guys believed in me. That's all <laughs> done.
0: So what? What then? What? What uh, inspires you guys then? Like, what bands? What songs? Any albums in particular? Well, for me, uh, when I was first writing the song,
5: so it was a lot of Black Dahlia murder, a lot of Necrophages. That's what I, I listened to a lot. And um, that's In Flames, of, in Darkest flames. Hour, yeah. and Way Back, right? <laughs> yeah, like way, way Back? back. Way like, Back. We were, we were just
1: talking about In Flames. And yeah, we were. It's, yeah. it's funny that that's your Way Back, and then our Way Back is almost another. Well, for sure, Six right? years before that. We lived yeah. through the release so of all the really albums. So it's really interesting when you have like guys your age who are really younger than us, just a complete different... Growing up, yeah. Like just with even that one band. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. That's your reference point. Our reference point just happens to be a different point in time. I think yeah. that's really neat.
3: Yeah.
0: That's really cool.
3: <clears throat> that would have been when we were going into high school though for sure so it was like that was i was in middle school those days. yeah middle school just high school like we were, that was our crossover point Need to death metal i think mm. were those bands and then after that it was just you know we didn't know there was a metal scene in Kelowna. we didn't know there was shows that happened we didn't know there was you know other oh, bands wasn't. um <laughs> really and so wasn't. like once we met Braden farr from apollyon and and kind of all the guys from apollyon and Ark and Fire, you know, all those other local Kelowna bands, we realized, like, oh, my God, like, there's potential for us to actually start getting shows and stuff like this. We, we were, like, losing hope that there was no scene. Like, mm-hmm. we, we had no idea. So being able to actually start getting shows and, like, it's a big eye-opener and a big boost
0: for a band that, like, you, you don't know if anyone's ever going to hear your music. So. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, uh, well, we didn't even have a scene growing up we had what uncle Ed's private jet well there's was, there's was definitely a
1: scene it was a lot different yeah you know? different that's for sure so the, the type of metal to a quotation a lot of it was really kind of i, I kind of hate to say it, but it was more christian christian, christian rap tracks. metal yeah and, um you know it is what it is it's just kind of what um the scene was at back then but when you know, Starflight played that one show. It was like fifteen hundred kids in a church.
2: Mm-hmm. Which wow. is crazy because that was pretty. Intense. There's never yeah. been,
1: you know, since those old days in like the the late nineties, early two thousands. There hasn't been, you know, shows that have been that impactful. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like so. It's been on a, a steady decline since, 100%. unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Oh
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. It has been. Well, well. When I came back from Europe uh, eight years ago, I was pretty impressed to find out that there was a little bit of a metal scene and. In my opinion, it's only growing from that too. I Slowly think. but surely. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. but that—that's how you actually develop a real scene, though. Yeah. You can't just have a band jump out of the gate, show off, and then disappear into obscurity, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's nothing left, right? That's what happened, like say like
3: five years ago, and then ten years ago, with like a, Atrias. Or, yep. like, band, you know, bands like that. They did the Hellraiser festivals and stuff like that. They brought in some big names, like, Devin Townsend played one of those shows, like, and so, like, the Level's closing, the Habitat's mm-hmm. closed, none of these big venues, they, like, they can't even support a big show anymore. Like, Zool had their release show at Mutants. Mm-hmm. After being banned for 10 years, they still released their CD at a venue that maxes out at 95 people. Yeah. And it's just, like, there was obviously a lineup around the corner. From when the doors opened to when the show ended. And it's just like, man, I mean, they could have easily had it at the Habitat, but it's closed now. It's like, mm-hmm. there's almost not anything for
0: us to do. Well, we're lucky to still have Moon and Spost to oh, be yeah. able to, to do good. shows, right? We're very, we lucky. Anything. very lucky. But
3: then the bands that are local from Kelowna, all these bands that are touring through saying, let's play shows, let's play shows, let's play shows. You don't want to be on the same bill four weeks in a row mm-hmm. but, or you know a bunch of bills with different bands touring through and play units post five times in two months mm-hmm. you know it's just there needs to be more options I think around here is yeah. what is what Kelowna needs yeah in terms of uh, venues yeah and totally then, like that goes with having a bigger uh, metal scene for sure
0: oh yeah totally it doesn't help that we're four hours away from the biggest city mm-hmm. yeah as well right
3: yeah yeah but the SOEC in Penticton helps a little bit. Uh, like if there's like Slayer, Megadeth bands like that, mm-hmm. like always go through there now, and yeah. uh, like half the time they'll play there instead of going to Rogers, which yeah. is kind of cool. I mean, but th- again, that's not for the local scene. Yeah. So. No, no. Yeah. They can do that
6: for like Prospera Place, or you know,
3: <clears throat> like Judas Priest is playing this yeah. summer. Yeah. Exactly. Again, not local, so. Yeah. You got to start somewhere and build slowly. So, I mean,
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Totally. Well, should we talk about the battle of the bands happening here in sure. Kelowna? Yeah. I believe that it is round three of uh battle it of is. the bands for Bakken. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what happens to the winner? They go to, I think it's Calgary. I think so.
3: Is it not in Vancouver? No. Is okay. So Calgary? we go to Calgary if we win this one. And then that winner goes to the,
0: the finale that's in uh, Calgary okay and then from there you go to bakken yeah they get Mm -hmm. what two thousand dollars for expenses and then they get to play at bakken
3: yeah which is which is you know playing at bakken is the one of
0: the biggest things
3: you can do in a metal band right absolutely oh yeah europe's metal scene is is massive it is it's Mm -hmm. it's
0: huge so there'll be over a hundred thousand people at the shows there and
3: you know that is like way on a different scale from anything that Anyone around
0: here has ever done?
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah! <so. laughs>
0: Absolutely. That's the big leagues for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So that. yeah. Well, the, the band you were talking about earlier, Battle Beast, that's how they got started. On oh, no. a they won battle bands. Also. Yeah, they won uh, Balkan Battle of the Bands in Finland. Crazy. Yeah, oh, well, good oh, for them. Wow. Yeah, and they played Balkan, <laughs> and then now they were at now they're releasing what their fourth album.
6: Yeah. Are they signed to a record label or anything?
0: Uh, oh. yeah, they are. Let's see if I can bring it up here. I can imagine. If they were good enough to win. Century Media. Maybe Century Media. Uh, Nuclear Blast. Ooh. Nuclear
6: Blast Records. Yeah. Nice. Ooh. Good for them. Yeah, they're good for, for them.
0: Yeah, they're awesome.
3: So, yeah, it's exciting to play the Vakken Battle. Um, and it's the first time it's in Kelowna. Yeah. Which is, which is big oh, for yeah, us. That's pretty cool. It does a lot for the metal scene, for sure. Oh, for yeah, us, There's articles from Kelowna Now and. and uh, Invisible Orange is a is a pretty sweet uh, entertainment company to be putting it on to, so there's a lot of good advertisement that's happening online and, and stuff like that for the show.
1: Are all the other bands participating just from the Okanagan area, or is this for uh, BC?
3: So, the there's there's another round in Vancouver. Round four is in Vancouver. Well, that, that, are you talking about just for this show? Just for this round? Just,
1: you know, I mean, inquiring about the battle of the bands in general, like how it goes... And progresses into the next yeah. step.
3: Well, so stage. all this sh- for the show that we're playing, it's Ark and Fire, Apollyon, uh Eden Echo, and us, and we're all from Kelowna. Well, there's another band And Northern Steel, Northern Steel is Steel. the other band. I think they're from Prince George.
0: Whoa! Okay. They're making Jeez. the trek down, crazy.
3: Yeah, they're making the track down, which is which is amazing for them. That's like a eight a, ten hour drive or something like that. Oh, eight yeah. solid hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> We drove to, we went to Vancouver for a show and that was difficult enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should explain that story. That was... <laughs> yeah, that was great. We, uh, the day, the day of that we were leaving, we, we decided that we were taking a bus and, uh, A Greyhound? A Greyhound. Well, an e-bus. Because so, oh, Greyhound uh, shut down. Apparently. Greyhounds yeah. shut down. <laughs> they made up this, this really shitty thing, this interim bus route called e-bus. Yeah. And the first off, the bus was an hour late. And um, everything was backlined, obviously, at, at, at the show. So we only had heads and in our instruments. And then 20 minutes into our drive, the bus just breaks down. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and oh. so they couldn't even send a replacement bus. They sent a mechanic <laughs> <laughs> to, to come work on the bus. Who was so gonna, that who was going to take an hour. To fix it. Yeah. And so we're looking at the time like, oh. we're not even going to make the show. And so we call up um, me and Dylan's roommate, Tyler who uh, were I'm in me and Taylor in a diff- different bandwidth, mm-hmm. and he, just a spur-mo- spur-of-the-moment decision, came and picked us up and drove us to Vancouver to play Holy our game, crap. and we got there wow. at loaded. We got there at 6.30. Yeah, yeah. fucking speeding down <laughs> wow, the boat. It took we, us three hours. <laughs> <laughs> we saw a guy oh, pass out at the
5: steering wheel and almost fly off into a fucking river into a ditch yeah. 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 he went off the ditch but he got caught and didn't fall off and he's like I fucking fell asleep as I was driving <laughs> <laughs> it's a bizarre we road like, yeah, be- fucking Tyler's like I bet you're awake
3: now <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and so for future um, treks we'll, we'll definitely be Prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Never so taking an e-bus. Yeah. It had
6: one star rating on Google. So you can look it up, e-bus, it's just yeah. one singular star. Like. Dylan
5: Dylan here tells us, oh yeah, that's just for the organization, it's no problem. And, and, and <laughs>
0: then the bus, bus breaks bus down. <laughs> it's the quality. Yeah. Oh, There's a reason they have one
1: star rating. Yeah, You get what you pay for. When you have for. no other option, you're kind of stuck with using that yeah. service.
6: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty mm. shitty, but it won't happen again. We'll no. Nope. no more busing. No more
1: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rule number one of touring: no buses, (laughs) (laughs) unless you have a driver. Then again, look at Cliff and a bus
3: that works for
6: fuck's sake. Whoa, burn on Cliff! Why is too soon, (laughs) bro? Too soon, still too 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 soon. (laughs) soon.
0: (laughs) See all Um, these memes? It should have been Kirk. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, what about the the competition that uh, develops around Battle of the Bands? How's that? Because you know uh, metal is a real tight knit community where it's uh, a, a culture or a lifestyle, and everybody's friends and buddies with each other. So how does that pan out? Yeah, it, firebombing and it's it it just kind of... pranks, <laughs> sabotaging. Sabotage. Rehearsals. Yeah, I. I'm, I'm just
5: gonna
3: just... loosen this tube. <laughs> <laughs> just fun. Just. Un, just... Clip their strings and Uh, (laughs) hide all the extra packs. We're all really tight knit. Yeah. Like when we first joined the scene, like Apollyon and Fire, they're both in, in this, in this battle and they're like, they totally like were super nice and welcoming and like wanted to do gigs with us and like totally brought us into this scene with open arms. we all hung out and and jammed together and stuff. For me, like I know everyone is like in their own way, a little competitive for sure. But for me, it's not even a competition. It's just a great show with a bunch of friends. Yeah, and, and a great opportunity cool. for us. And a great opportunity for everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. so absolutely. Yeah. If any of us, any one of the bands comes out winning, we're, if, gonna be we're all going to be happy for whoever it is, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. like oh, yeah, we, all, sure. we all
5: want it. But at the same time, happy like, to not have we're, we're happy to, to not have it. It's yeah. just it's just fun to play another show and hang out with everyone, have a few beers, friendly and, competition,
3: and hang out. A yeah, yeah, challenge. Sure. It's not like Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> monopoly. Like or Mario <laughs> We're not here to ruin friendships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just want to have a good show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah.
1: Destroy them all. <laughs> or that, yeah. <laughs> Two types of people. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do some sabotaging for you. Loosen <laughs> up the, the driver side wheel <laughs> <laughs> of their bus, right? Of the bus. Yeah. Yeah. On the bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll make sure that window doesn't close.
2: Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute! Did you sabotage our bus? <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, <Well>, no! no. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't
1: going to a battle of the bands, right? Really. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> uh, shit you, what else do you guys got lined up besides the battle of the bands any oh my gigs goodness. or tours coming
3: where, where do we start
0: we have uh, a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we can't
3: say why because <laughs> so <long laughs> because we haven't been given the go to uh, one thing that we can say is that we're on Armstrong Metal Fest this year for the second year which is very exciting um, we opened up the festival we were the first band on Saturday last year How was and how was that it was amazing. It was we, actually a uh, surprising turnout. A, a good a lot turnout. Of people showed
6: up for that's like good. to be the first awesome. uh, the first like guys to play in the morning. How we had breakfast. Is, is it yeah. 11? 11, or oh, eleven?
3: Eleven o'clock. Eleven,
5: 11. Oh, wow. yeah, so a yeah. After a
6: night of drinking and people still showed up. It wow, was, that's, it,
5: it was, was almost like Night, night of the Living Dead, yeah. though, everyone walking in all hungover. over like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well if you <laughs> win battle the band, then you know what vodka will be like.
0: But at
3: that point, honestly, you're you're in the middle of a field in in like the middle of summer you're up by 6am because of the sun oh yeah regardless yeah. and then you start drinking again you're, you're at a festival so it was it you know i think a lot of people end up going to the first band they're like well there's nothing else to do i'm awake i'm yeah. in a farm and so <laughs> yeah. it's like go check out the first band and then they end up screwing off around the second third fourth you know mm-hmm. it's a festival half of it is going around and hanging out with people oh yeah totally um so but just the fact that over I'd say there was a good crowd, almost hundred people showed up for our Yeah, it was wow. lighting morning. So that Not yeah. bad at
5: all. Uh, a funny story about that uh, time in Armstrong, dumbass us forgot uh, sunscreen. Yeah. So if you if you oh, look shit. at the photos of us playing on stage, we're just all cherry red. <laughs> it's pretty good. My, me especially, You're all my face super hammered was at just 11 more yeah. dehydrated. Just yeah, like we're just burns. sweating the beer out as we're drinking. Yeah. like why aren't I getting drunk?
3: <laughs> and now we know the rule: when you leave your tent, it's one beer and one bo- one water bottle. Yes, yeah, one for one. Right, yeah. good ratio. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Do you know when you guys were playing
3: at? uh the festival this year so we're gonna be playing fifth on saturday
1: fifth on saturday oh, upgrade. So a, little, a yeah, upgrade promotion yeah that's good. we were not want to... officially
0: yep yep. i noticed okay. on the poster you're not at the very bottom you're a little bit in the middle now second row yeah, yeah, yeah. Third yeah. Third We're making our way up yeah, yeah. yeah. we definitely Ooh, didn't want to up. start the festival <laughs> <off> again <laughs> so and this is a big year. they got bigger names this year as well. Super mm. excited to see Origin headlines. Yeah, yeah. I'm stoked yeah. for that.
3: That's pretty good. That's going to be sick. Super excited for a lot of the local bands that are playing. Gross Misconduct is great. Truant is fantastic. Uh, Obsidian, both from Vancouver. Uh, and then there's lots of... There's. I think it's the first year they're doing European bands. What oh. European bands? Are they? Um, well, it's, it's, I think it's a tour of, of deathcore bands that's happening. One of them is... Breaking the martyrs. Uh, betraying it's, the martyrs. Betraying the martyrs. Yeah. Cool. It's not my particular style of music, but
0: it's cool to have European bands on the bill. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I've just seen them a little bit. They're they're pretty good. I'm enjoying them. Yeah. Doing. yeah. yeah.
1: But you don't like the death core or you don't like the European Europeans are cool with us. On,
2: yeah.
6: <laughs> so I'll also be the first year of like Dylan's sideband, Indecipherable Noise. Premiering in the Asia Talk Oh, right on,
2: it.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah, we're in another band. Um, we're like uh, instrumental prog, so there's no lyrics or anything. And uh, yeah, we've been playing for a year, and uh, we got in an AMF. And we're playing at 11 in the morning, just like Death Machine Oh, walks. yeah. Nice. Yeah, two so shows right. in the same day. That's yeah, little... so I'm going to be doing two sets in the same day. Good for you. That's, yeah. Awesome. that's, that's yeah. awesome. That
1: coconut water. Yeah. yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> sunscreen. Lots of it. Oh, I will this time, man. Fuck, that was so bad. Yeah, yeah.
4: we, we Wait, learned we were, our lesson. Yeah, we learned valuable yeah. lesson.
5: It was funny. <laughs> Ian gives me a... He's like, here, take some sunscreen. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> only yeah. sunscreen we Just had. smacked it on my face. It was so... Felt awful. <laughs> <laughs> like,
6: I was dunked into a pool. Like, not, like, just dunked, but, like, actual wrestled into oh a pool. My God. Water. And I was totally yeah, was a fine pool. with it. Yeah, just a mini kiddie pool. And it was, like, it was right on concrete, too. But I, oh, man, I was so relieved to be just covered in cold. <laughs> in like, that 35-degree weather. But uh, see, that, that no, cloud, that's, that's also
5: and... what got us so sunburnt, was that we kept dunking our heads in that water, so the fucking sun was Refl- just yeah. reflected Boiling that water. Boiling the water <laughs> off. We'd also have,
6: like, conversations with, like, really cool guys, but just outside in the middle, like, we're not even under shade or anything like that. We're just, like, you know, drinking beers and just talking, and then
3: we're like, the way we should probably
6: festival? go under somewhere else, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we should go inside.
3: <laughs> Other than Armstrong, it's, um... Like you know, we're we're local from Kelowna, so there's a lot of shows that we're playing at Mutants, mm-hmm. or that we will be playing at Mutants, um, with lots of bands that are coming through. Again, I don't know if I can. Very cryptic. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Say the bands. You're most friends here. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to be listening to this. Don't anyway. wait.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so we'll it be might be later. Five months before this even gets released. So. <sighs> yeah.
5: Well. Uh, Dylan um, pulled up the schedule with all the shows. Did you just want to maybe name the dates?
3: We're playing a couple shows with Munins. Um, one of them is coming up pretty quick here
0: at the end of March. Uh, well, that's the battle. After the Bakken mm-hmm. battle. Oh, we have a one after the Bakken? Still in March, but after Bakken? Like Honestly. I said,
3: when you play in Kelowna, there's a lot of bands reaching out that you don't want to play local shows. So uh, Dead Asylums, we're playing with them. That show's been announced so i can say that uh dead
1: asylum drop dead fred they'll be playing their first well, show yeah, in about like drop dead fred yeah
3: yeah 10 months or
1: something like that which is exciting cool uh, does he still bring his huge box that he stands on oh uh yeah no yeah. i think he is cole. yeah i think he yeah cool
3: yeah cool yeah. yeah yeah that light box <laughs> that's pretty fun i know boxes, i know the singer without, the for without mercy has a light box yeah i didn't, I didn't know cole had one. Oh, i don't know i think he does he definitely does yeah yeah. Mm. I, I think I remember the, the big green light that comes up. I'm usually really drunk by the time they're playing. So. <laughs> <laughs> get
5: me
6: back I'm up usually there. just like ah! <laughs> immediately after our own set
3: you get just shit face. So yeah, uh, oh,
2: yeah. We're going to be
3: playing um, Mutants and Record City with Dead Asylum. They're going to be doing a tour. So we're going to hop on with uh, a couple shows with them um, as well as Paramnesia. They uh, just released their CD, uh, the beginning, the beginning, and uh, we did the kickoff show at Pub 340 with them, which turned out really well. That was Pub 340, nice. yeah, almost almost a full sold out house for that, that's which was dingy. fun. Uh and then we're gonna be joining them with their tour that they'll be playing. Uh, we're gonna hop on a couple shows with them for that because we had such a fun time. So that's gonna be exciting. A couple tour. You know I guess miniature weekend warrior tour type things mm-hmm. which is a good way to start it off awesome yeah for mm-hmm. sure I know a lot of bands that start touring and then they hate each other by the end of the tour <laughs> we already hate each other
5: so it's
1: a working relationship now yeah. yeah we're all
5: just colleagues none of us it's hang out way afterwards way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
3: and other than that it's just a matter of getting our name out there we want to play more shows in different cities mm-hmm. we want to play more shows in Vancouver because we had so much fun playing at Pub 340. Oh, yeah. Minus um, all the
5: stress getting there, it was a lot of fun. Playing. It was
3: definitely a good payoff, just getting there and playing a sweet show. And the mm-hmm. crowd received us pretty well. They, yeah. Awesome. They really cool. Us. awesome Cool. Which is really hit or miss, because I've been to shows there before, where it's just people with crossed arms. <laughs> no movement. <laughs> they always no. look unimpressed, they're like they're no matter only, what you do. There's no always, always going to there be, for the
2: headliner type. Yeah. Thing. yeah. 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 There's, There's always going to be, be metalheads like that. The other one was, yeah, that Ooh. show was really fun.
3: So as, as long as we can keep Keep our energy up so that the fans can keep their energy up. Then it'll be a real fun twenty nineteen. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Awesome. That's good. Right on. No, I think that's the last one. Just uh, involved in any other metal projects. Oh yeah. Well, it oh, sounds yeah. like they're yeah. all involved. Yeah. Right. So we so can talk about that for hours. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Incestuous kind of thing going on over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just keep crossbreeding. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it. Uh, this five-proton, you know, two years from now at AMF, it'll just be your guys's band.
0: <laughs> one, <laughs> one day, yeah, no, I sure hope not. <laughs> Six like, hours in the sun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I just got off with this band. I'm gonna go set up with this band. Yeah, you just stay on we stage. I just want a beer. <laughs> But yeah, yeah we no. all we all got some little side stuff going on. Since mm. we've announced Death Machine, there's everyone has been chomping at the bit to play with us.
1: It seems like you mean creating music rather yeah. than actually just sharing stage. Yeah.
3: Exactly. That's that's good to, good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So like Taylor is in. Tell them Well, <laughs> 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 me and Spencer
6: are also in the band uh, the Unending, which um, is playing soon. Which is playing soon.
3: Uh, March. 16th day before St. Patty's Day, they yep. just went off a huge hiatus, I think mm-hmm. almost like five years. Um, oh, wow, they they used to do really well. I remember I saw a poster where it was like the unending headlining and Unleash the Archers co headlining, so That's that was weird to see. Wow. Um, oh, so coming back from this hiatus, it's gonna be weird to see what how people react. Yeah,
6: they've got, like the band has ran through a lot of different lineup changes. And Tyler will admit that he, once he like started jamming with us, that he felt like it was just right. Tyler being and the the frontman of the yeah,
1: right. So he's the original songwriter person. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I do remember that name. Yeah,
6: around. He's mm-hmm. been in the scene for like since it really started. Yeah. Like with the band Skullhammer, then becoming uh, Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the like thrash band from Vancouver that started here. So. Yeah no, uh, other projects? my other projects. Yeah, well I'm in uh, two other bands from that. Uh, I guess
1: only two, right? Two so other that's ones. total of four. Four,
6: yeah. Wow. I'm a busy <laughs> drummer, vocalist.
1: So. Very cool. Oh, What yeah. are the other two?
6: Uh, they're really just in the prototype stage. Okay. I can call it that. Um, we don't really have like band names or really like song names, so we're just kind of like in the early stages of writing. So they're going really well. Like I'm actually quite impressed on how I'm doing on the drums and vocals for the different groups. Particular style. Um, they're, they're both death metal. The one I'm drumming for is like primarily death metal, but then the one I'm doing vocals for, we're really like opening the box to like different opportunities and different sound. Like we have like funk parts, jazz parts, and just really obscure, parts in the genre, and mm. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, we, it's just, <laughs> we just get different musicians all no in the, all the room, <laughs> <laughs> everyone around me are just making re- really weird hand gestures with me, so, sorry, um, we're just, we're just getting a bunch of musicians in the same room and just making music, cool. we don't want to have restrictions or just limited,
3: like, limited to a genre, yeah, know. or limiting, yeah.
6: limiting it to one sound. And that's what's going to make us really unique when we start playing live, and people are not going to expect it. People may hate it because of it, because they're not going to—they're going to expect a death metal show and then end up listening to like soft vocals and funk parts, yeah. and they like think well, this is fucking that's... gay, right? <laughs> like you know, and then just leave. Like honestly, that's your thing. If you don't like it, that's that's your thing. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot but, of, but we like it, so that's what all that matters.
3: A lot of popular bands right now are popular because they take from different genres, like Archspire their vocalist is like he comes from rap he's like a you you know so it's like and one of the reasons why they are so popular is because i think he's able to keep up with the instruments Mm -hmm. which is cool and like he's bringing something else to the table so like if you can do something other than just saying we're a technical death metal band or we're a brass metal band Mm -hmm. it's exciting
0: and and metal used to be very elitist where Mm -hmm. it was either you're playing straight death metal or you're playing straight black metal or whatever. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like a lot of bands are are fusing a lot of it together and it's being welcomed by a bigger crowd and therefore making metal uh, a more accessible and a bigger, bigger thing than it has been in the past, which is fantastic. Yeah, Mm -hmm. very much. So I
1: would, yeah, I have to agree with that. And I would say it's as the younger guys are coming up in the scene too, that the, the definition of the genres the the sub-genres also are changing too. Sure. Yeah. so mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. may have been black metal to us is a very different thing to to you guys so well, when i think black mm-hmm. metal i think mayhem and That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, reference but right. yeah. exactly. you know, as totally. we continue on it just in you know, a regular real lifetime the the genres are changing constantly. Oh yeah, sure. and well, yeah exactly. And
0: yeah, and there's more. There's more genres. There's more subgenres. Uh, like metal is a massive umbrella that extends Goodness. over absolutely anything and everything in music. Almost every style of music can be applied to metal, or metal oh, yeah. and vice versa. And it has been. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. It has been. I mean, like, like, look at if you know the band Rhapsody of Fire. Uh, Christopher Lee does a lot of vocals on there and he in in his 80s or 90s he even did a metal album and he said that metal is the most versatile genre of music there is yeah so it's yeah it it expands everywhere
3: you can't even really say I I just play in a metal band anymore Mm -hmm. you know I mean like when I think of just metal (coughs) what is that Iron Maiden Maiden? yeah yeah just metal and that could even be wrong (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it would just be considered heavy metal heavy metal Judas Priest yeah kind yeah, of that era the
5: yeah that, you, they were heavier than rock so you know like you, you had to call them something <laughs> metal yeah. <laughs> yeah excellent what
1: okay. are you guys listening to now yeah I'm excited what's in your playlist
3: for me it's it's discovering what created the metal that happens today like lately I've been really on the Gorgut's album Consider Dead Nice. and like really old school stuff like that um, because when I listen to that I and then I think oh this sounds like this band that I've been listening to but really it's no the band I've been listening to sounds like Gorgas and, and just having go. that weird discovery factor is is huge when listening to like new albums that, mm-hmm. that, that you're listening seeing to seeing the similarities yeah like mm-hmm. Entombed um, Dissection like all those older school bands like and they they, like set the set the layout for everything else that's happened so it's like old school stuff is is it for me right now for sure that's cool
0: yeah very cool I
6: myself have been getting into more of the Black Dahlia murder more recently I guess cause uh I don't know the, the drive and this kind of the sound the sound that we are trying to put across with the blast beats and the technicality does remind me a lot of the Black Dahlia murder and I've been finally able to like give it a chance, and I've fallen in love with it, and, hmm, I don't know, at first it was the vocals, like, I couldn't quite fall for the vocals, it just didn't, you guys are making fun just of me, didn't I don't, you do <laughs> just didn't do it, from it. thanks family. Dylan, to sure. <laughs> the only one that has okay. my back in his, I, I yeah. gotcha, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the <a> good
5: guy, <laughs> yeah. me and Spencer are the assholes,
1: <laughs> No, no, I have I, to agree. I've, I'm not a big fan of Black Dahlia. Their third album, I think, was their prime for me.
2: Nocturnal?
1: Oh, no. The second album? the second album? Miasma.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. that's it. And that was, and that was my
1: peak with them, and I just moved on to other things.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Folk holy, it's hard for me to... It just doesn't click with me. Yeah. I yeah. like some really weird stuff, so... It's kind of surprising that uh, I just didn't really sit well with me. But. Mm. Yeah, I,
5: I personally really love his vocal style. Uh, it's something I've always tried to mimic in a way. Uh, you hear that in Fury as well. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was gonna say. Is I really listen to a lot of the tech stuff like In Fury and Poise
3: and First Fragment stuff like that. They, like, to the... Pronounce the words more. Right. pretty much you can hear each word in the scream instead instead of it just being like a scream where you don't hear the word like yeah does that make sense yeah instead of it just being more articulated
0: articulated growls right yeah Yeah.
3: and so then like the scream can just be so weirdly weird sounding which is why when you first listen to it you're like what is he doing like I don't like that, but I definitely got into that for sure. Yeah, Mm -hmm. when I first listened to Black Dahlia, I didn't really like it
5: and that type of stuff, you know. Like, but then I really started to love it. (laughs) Yeah, well,
0: for a lot of people, the vocals can be it could be the make or break for whether they like the the band or the album or not, right? Absolutely. So for me, it was uh, abysmal. I, I quite enjoyed that album. Yeah, that's there was my There's a lot of one. yeah. There's a lot of really catchy and intense songs on there that I heard them right away and was like, "Holy fuck, this mm-hmm. is really good." And it was different. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah was it was different
3: from all the other albums because I'd
0: always given one of all their albums at least one spin to see whether it's something that I could get into. But it was when that came out that I was like, "Holy fuck, this is actually really good." Yeah. Uh, but then their newest one came out, and I'm not not as big of a fan as I thought I was going to be. But yeah, yeah that one album stood out for me.
4: Yeah. yeah, I'm a I really big fan of, like, the first albums, too. Like, I, I they got me into Black Delay Murder, like, three years ago, but I am still really like their first two albums a lot. But mostly people prefer, like, the third album or, Nightbring. like, their last album, like Nocturnal or Nightbringers. Mm. Something like that. When they really uh, got
3: popular was, was Nocturnal, Ritual. Yeah, Death Death yeah. Was before Ritual. Yeah. yeah.
6: For me, like, another reason why I wasn't so into it in the first place was just I like hearing dynamics throughout music and metal and like hearing like the high intensity and then the low parts and the groove and then going back and forth so you can like it was, you can feel a difference in the music oh, whereas yeah. like with um nocturnal it felt like it was the same the whole album through that like I kind of needed some differentiation so then once I listened to abysmal that's when I got what I wanted mm-hmm. it was it was there and I still love it to this day.
4: A tense conversation <laughs> right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna fight. <laughs> your influence? Well, uh, I've been messing around with uh, Replication quite a bit lately. Nice. Uh, Spencer has too. Spencer mm-hmm. really likes him. And uh, yeah, yeah just... I
1: know Ash, their drummer, pretty well. Oh, really? Yeah. Eh? yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah no. When did they
4: get that drummer again? And what was it like? Deathless or something? I can't remember. Was it? I think it they switched. switched.
1: Yeah, he was originally from Three Inches of Blood. Oh yeah. Which uh, is really Ash cool. now drums in. Uh, another side project called Zimmer's Hole which oh, happens yeah. to be guys from Strappy Young Lad. Mm-hmm. Damn. And what? I'm Yeah. I was, hmm. I, I was just in Vancouver I did I sound for them at the Rookshaw Theatre. I, I heard about that show. Oh. And It was oh. awesome. Like Ash is such a, a wow. great because uh, um, he replaced Gene Hoagland in the project because Gene was Gene wasn't the, shoes to Gene wasn't the yeah. original drummer he was the second drummer of Zimmer's Hole but, <clears> yeah Ash just kills it. Well, he's yeah. such a friendly dude as well. Just like as a sound technician, that's my background. i um, originally a uh, concert promoter and musician. So I've done a whole whack load of different things, but working with him is, is awesome. Like He's super talented and yeah. very technical and a super nerd when it comes to drumming. Like For it's sure. like he All wants to things. further himself uh, constantly. So oh. that, that I really respect about him.
4: Yeah, he definitely fits him in that band pretty well for sure. They do some pretty crazy shit, so yeah, hmm. that's amazing. Yeah.
5: Channel. Influen- well, like I said, Inferi Equipoise First mm-hmm. Fragment are my kind of big influences right now. Um, they're, my, they're, they're my big influences for my other project that I'm in. I'm doing a little technical death metal thing with Spencer and another drummer named Jaden Wilson, and. I have a EP written for that, but it's kind of on the back burner right now because Death Machine is kind of like the first priority. And uh, my main influences for that is definitely uh, those bands. But I think for Death Machine, influence wise, it's always been kind of Necrophagous and a little Black Dahlia. A little bit of death, always a little minute. bit of death. In always this. a little bit,
4: a little bit Slayer, you know. Yeah, well, depends little slayer, who's you writing,
5: know? right? <laughs> if 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 I write the song, it's gonna sound more like single note rhythms and a lot of stuff like that um but dylan likes to do some weird chord type stuff sometimes very Um,
4: revocation mastodon yeah i'm also like really old school too like i was always listening to like old slayer and like iron maiden like i still listen to and stuff and i i brought that to you guys like a while ago like the old school like Mm -hmm. even metallica like old school Metallica is my shit for Old shit. school like, thrash. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old school thrash. You can and, definitely uh, hear that in Dylan's solos. Uh, mine and Dylan's <laughs> solos are really
5: different. You know who's like, playing. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm very much sweeping and tapping and all that stuff and he's got the, the bending and a
2: lot of pentatonic
5: uh, scale runs and stuff like that.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, but lately I've just kind of been like, like I listen to a bit of Animals as Leaders now and cool. stuff and yeah, I'm cool. really getting into the prog stuff um, since I'm in my other band, Indecipherable Noise, it's more of that style. So they've been kind of like take like, like pulling me away from like just death metal, you know, like more into like the proggy stuff, trying to show me Periphery and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: I should mention uh, a big influences also for my guitar playing alone is Alan Holdsworth and like Ron Jarsombek and yeah uh, guitar player uh, Guthrie Govan guitar players in that type that type of realm, you know, where they're just kind of like
3: beyond human <laughs> I like to be influenced yeah. by those Thanks. guys they don't do stuff that necessarily sounds good but it's just so technically proficient well it does sound good. Uh, I don't know what you
5: mean <laughs> <laughs> sounds horrible but it's really it cool I haven't heard a bad sounding Guthrie <laughs>
2: song
5: or Alan Oldsworth he's terrible
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you guys cool. use
1: for gear wise I'm such a gear nerd I collect guitar pedals. It's an uh, actual addiction. Yeah, mm.
6: oh, It's becoming a, it's a problem. Yeah. Well,
1: um, <laughs> all of the fuzz pedals, please. <laughs>
6: yeah. This is
1: actually an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know you guys, but... I'm... <laughs> your pedal collection hurts me in the following ways. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: um, I mean, I play an Ibanez RGA7 right now, um... I'm looking at a different guitar uh, right now. I'm probably going to buy it pretty soon. Um, stick with 7-string or go... Oh, yeah, stick with 7-string. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of the whole 8-string and 9-string trend of things. It just seems like way too many strings for me. <laughs> I like I like 7-string. I've played them for years, and I, I like my chord voicings on there and stuff. Um, I also have a DBZ 7-string, um, but I kind of retired that because it's a little too heavy. And I got a lot of back pain, so for live shows, the Ibanez is a lot lighter. Um, I also play out of this hard key, um, weird hard key amp. It sounds terrible on its own.
3: We have it jerry-rigged with a metalcore pedal to make yeah, it sound good. If you yes. put the
5: metalcore pedal through the effects loop return, it sounds absolutely awesome yeah there's
1: been tons of youtube videos yeah i saw it from like the boss pedals the metal zones and whatever like do these pedals actually suck yeah and And they don't load of troubleshoots and it just depends on obviously everyone's using it the worst way possible so yeah it just sounds like you're using a hard key uh, right into the the power stages it and turns using... it into a preamp at that yeah, point exactly exactly and,
5: like it actually make, it shuts off everything on the hard key and you have to control it from the pedal level and everything yeah so like sometimes at a show the, the sound guy will come up to the amp and he's trying to turn it up and nothing's happening uh, and i'm like trying to point at uh, the pedal he's like uh, nah, he's <laughs> shaking his head at me like no nah, no nah, i know what i'm doing uh, no you don't
1: <laughs> is the but hard key solid state or Tube. tube. Nice. Yeah.
5: yeah, too for sure. But I I have no idea if using the metal core through the effects loop had like really, it doesn't sound too tubey anymore when you do that. Like when you go right through it, it has a lot of that warm tube sound, and it's definitely more for like Jimi Hendrix playing. Like that's more what this amp is for. Right. But when you put it through the effects loop return, it it almost sounds like it turns it into a it weirdly enough turns it solid state because it doesn't sound like a tube anymore. It doesn't have that warmth i guess (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. well it's a hybrid because you're using the solid stateness of the the pedal yeah Yeah. that's what i'm yeah so i feel like i'm
5: using the solid state of the pedal and it kind
1: of bypasses
5: the tubes a bit well so that's a little unfortunate give or take
4: that's what we work with yeah like uh i've got my uh crate amp like i just bought it for 500 bucks or whatever (laughs) it's not the best amp it's uh it's a solid state Spencer shaking his head, um, but like uh, yeah. So I just use that by itself. I need to get a new tube amp. That's the first thing I need to do. But I've got my uh, seven string Washburn that I've uh, I bought that like before we started playing and I've just been using that since. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to say about my gear so far because uh, I just need to put more money into it and stuff. And but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> we're fun. pretty simple guys. Getting there, but yeah, I got my tune, my my tuner pedal, a bunch of pads, That's, bro. <laughs> that's no, my that's, pedal. That's a godsend. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's
3: those chromatic tuners. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like everyone can play all they want and like I'll tune and no problems. <laughs> Fucking mm-hmm. rather than those ones that get the vibration of your guitar, like yeah. So that's been a huge help so far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. What
3: about you? Uh, I use a fender bxr dual base 400 uh it's 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 like a, a, a rack power amp um and i don't like have what i really need to get is like a rack mount and so i can get like all the stuff that i need for it um and then i'm running that just into a fender cab i think it's two eights and a twenty or two eights and a sixteen or two. Two and a big one. Yeah. Something <laughs> like and that. A big so one. that definitely <laughs> yeah. does it for bass. We don't need anything going louder than that. It's so like it shakes the whole jam. And space. I play <laughs> that through my six string Warwick Corvette Pro Series, which I love, other than the top heaviness. Because as soon as you add two more um, machine heads. Machine heads to that head, you just get that right. dip so um although the thing sounds amazing and feels fantastic playing it live while i'm singing sometimes is a challenge so i've been on the kiesel custom shop website oh, a yeah. lot lately looking at the headless osiris and the headless zeus, zeus. and although they're more expensive like the it's warwick was up there too and like when you're getting the quality it's it's all worth it so i'm just waiting to get a nice kiesel that will just Sit perfectly in my hands and won't uh, try and tip over. Yeah, yeah.
5: that uh, the, the guitar I want to get it. I first I wanted to get a keyslow guitar, but I for I saw this. Uh, I'm, I'm doing this as an impulse buy kind of. It's this Stramberg copy <laughs> that they made a in copy, yeah like, they yeah. made <laughs> in China. It's for it's like eight hundred bucks instead of three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So. Uh, it's headless, and it, it's got the same shape. It even has the same neck contours that a Strandberg does. So I'm just going to buy it and you know do some mods probably to the fretwork and pickups because it's a Chinese guitar, so you know you got to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be pretty good because looking at the reviews, everyone likes it. So
1: I'm going gonna... to... the beauty of the internet. It's the easy accessibility to some really inexpensive yeah. or mm-hmm. good quality stuff at a much lower...
5: Yeah, and the thing Price. looks pretty mm-hmm. sick, you know, and um, I'm pretty good when it comes to fixing guitars. I know how to do fret work and what and whatnot, so if there's anything that's kind of uncomfortable about it, I can definitely fix, so that's not a problem to me. And I really want to just, you know, if I haven't tried... It's multi-scale, headless, and it has that weird neck contour that Strandberg has, so... The, the fanning? Yeah, well, the, it, it has the fan frets, but you know on the back of the neck what Strandberg does? They, like, put... Uh, carves into the neck for where your thumb can uh, run along and it's not just a straight curved neck it's got like joints and movement in it for people that have carpal tunnel because I'm starting to develop Uh it a little bit in my fingers every time I finish playing guitar my hands are in a lot of pain and so this guitar is supposed to help people with carpal tunnel and uh, wrist problems so if I want to keep playing guitar, I thought maybe instead of spending three thousand dollars, I'll spend almost eight hundred. Give it a try, see if I like headless, multi-scale, and all that, and then maybe later on in life buy something like It'll that. Go for the more expensive mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And you, Taylor? Oh
6: God, um, the drums. <laughs> the drums. Most We're just Have to. Mm-hmm. The hardest oh. life
5: in the band is this guy right here. You I see? I'm <laughs> telling you have a sweet pro <laughs>
6: For me, they're not. It's not like the most expensive because I was given two drum kits and I just kind of Frankenstein them together into one drum kit and. Is that mine and Dylan's?
5: Uh, <laughs> no, it was
6: actually given me by given to me by uh, a principal and a teacher.
5: Oh,
2: okay. I'll yeah. Fuck them out of here. This <laughs> <laughs> it's all over. <sighs> yeah. Where's my? <laughs> I want my check
0: oh yeah, down. no, it is. Go ahead. Oh, that God, yeah. oh so. <laughs> I take all of that back. <laughs> I take back what I just said. <laughs> Apologize
1: so, to yes. all your moms <laughs> for swearing at them. That's <laughs> <Sorry.
2: laughs>
6: So yeah, currently I am playing just a couple of drum kits that were given to me, and they do sound pretty well. Um, I do look forward to actually like getting my own custom drum kit, having it look just
3: i don't know i still love
1: window like, shopping lots of Oh that. yeah
3: a lot of it probably gonna end up getting a rack set up mm-hmm. oh you need a rack set up. yeah oh i need a rack, especially for death metal.
5: just for playing shows in general instead of being like the, 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 yeah like, oh, ha, ha, there's a lot the of dad. tedious setting up the entire with, thing like, and just
3: <laughs> yeah under the stage
1: or you just could buy like the next macbook pro just hit space bar. <laughs> <laughs> we they <laughs>
6: <laughs> if they end up kicking me out, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to assign that as my replacement. Yeah, no exactly. one else can
5: fill the shoes except for a robot. So.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> and we'll just put Taylor's face on the screensaver. He'll just be like... Okay. <laughs> and for
3: shows, we'll just put a mannequin with a picture of him.
1: Yeah. Well, technology, the way that it's going, I'm sure you could probably Skype it in too. Knows, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never leave the house. You just have one guy touring with a video screen. And then you guys are actually Skyping in from your house, playing live from house. So the band's not actually here today, but live from their basement. Cat walks up and sleeps in front of the camera. Yeah, Fuck!
3: We all have cats.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a metalhead, you own a cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it like or some a... kind of yeah.
5: animal. A dog. Awesome. A so, what's next for He's you guys
1: then after? Because it sounds like your 2019's pretty busy, but.
3: After, well, for our first two years, we were like, let's geek, let's get our name out there. And uh, what we want to do in 2020 is a big tour hopefully well, not uh, a big tour
5: we want a tour, tour or something
1: alberta mm-hmm. we want a tour western canada, canada. the biggest yeah. tour um, <laughs> and whole and like, world,
3: whole <laughs> world Galaxy tour and this year is just kind of getting those connections and you know meeting the people meeting the bands that want to do it with us um and then also like meeting the people who know the contacts in all the venues you know like setting all that up i guess um because like if you're touring, you want to set it up in such a way that you're hitting dates as you go along, and and you want to know the metal promoters in those towns and stuff like that. So or at least have an idea who they are. The next step is just trying to figure out trying to trying to start that because you know you have to have to plan a tour way ahead, obviously. So but that's just early stages. We're that's not even early stages. That's thought thought process right now is individual. Is we parents. we want to tour next year. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. Yeah,
5: basically right now it's just writing more music, playing the shows, hopefully getting more t-shirts, uh, like different designs, something with, that you can wear to a church and not burn up in flames. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and then music, release our EP and then get heavy on uh, finishing writing our full, al- full length album because yeah. there's you know, a like- lot of material for it that's already written. Mm-hmm. And it's more div- more diverse material, whereas, like, our EP is mainly stuff that me and Chandler were working on in high school. And this is, is stuff we've all written together. Yeah. And that's why I think it's, it's kind of going the more tech death route as well.
5: Well, it's just, it's going, a, it just has a different sound because it's not all just my riffs and your bassline. Everyone has input you now, so. Like, everyone has an input right. now, so it's, it's got it, it's starting, it's our most collaborative work.
3: At this point we're just trying to get our E P out. <laughs> yeah, see. For us it's just getting it out of the way. Even we're though we songs,
5: you know, like we yeah. kinda don't if we're if I'm gonna be frank here, we don't really like our old songs because they're just that mm. old and stuff like that. People enjoy them because they've never heard them before, but me and Spencer and Dylan at least have heard them for fucking six years. <sighs> yeah. Taylor not so much. Yeah. But he's even bored of them. Yeah. And We've so, had to
6: ditch a couple songs already
5: yeah just because they're that boring no. these, these these new songs are definitely going to be a lot more fun to play but we want to at least uh, we want to at least release these ones as because people do enjoy them and they want to yeah. hear them them well, <laughs> 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 the
1: truth comes out. Uh, <laughs>
5: Let's go. <laughs> um, but these new it. ones are definitely a lot more exciting. They have uh, Tennis, more... Yeah. You know, they, yeah, to us, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully people receive them well. They do uh, our
6: sound more justice than our we, older songs.
5: We have played one new song, and that's Claustrophobic, and that one has been getting a lot of uh, uh, good attention. Mm-hmm. You know, Every time we play cool. it live, people come up to us and say that they really liked it. Cool. You know, so. Right
0: on.
3: So just, And yeah, yeah. improving our set list as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Like,
2: as, uh,
3: when we got established last year, we were like, okay, we need to get enough songs to play a set. Mm-hmm. And now we can really pick and choose our songs. We have like almost like 12 to 15 songs to choose from, to choose least, from essentially. To yeah. So it, song it's nice being able to be refine written. your set mm-hmm. list and really like, hey, I want to put this song in here and take this song out because... Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if we played this whatever. song immediately after this one. Yeah, yeah. And fitting things together and also getting, like what a lot of bands we like, like In Fury does, they have like stringed intros that will build up to the song, and like we're definitely into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, bridging songs together with with all
1: types of like string samples like that.
6: And we have the technology to do it, so. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We can rebuild them. Make them stronger yeah. than ever. <laughs> So you guys will be adding strings and elements and, and yeah, well that's the plan. Triggering tracks or something like that. Yeah,
5: the original songs when I because I wrote the songs originally in when I was when we were like in middle school and I was in my parents' basement and I just wanted a way to record, so I had Garage and I was just writing songs and um, I was able to at the time add strings and stuff to them. So all the your songs originally do have uh, orchestral pieces to them because my background's in in music and classical music in general, uh, so I, I I wanted to try and add that kind of element to our music because that'd be a waste of learning all that music theory. Uh, <laughs> so we haven't been able to do that because of uh, technical difficulties. I guess we don't have the right uh, setups at the moment. But right now we're really trying to improve our whole live show as a whole. We are all trying to get in your monitoring system set up so we have click tracks going so we're all in time yeah. right now we just have taylor with click tracks and it's doing us fine for right now but every now and then it can get a little confusing where we're supposed to be because mm. um, with
6: that that means i am counting throughout the entire song mm-hmm. and like <laughs> when the, when like the like parts heard. when the
5: drums cut out i still need to keep a hi-hat pulse or yeah or, or something or a riot, something you know because like i can't just be like playing and you're like am I yeah <laughs> and then I come in kind of like bar like later or just yeah. it's it just doesn't make sense so mm-hmm. we want us all to be able listening to, listen to one click source and have samples going out to the audience with the uh, strings and whatnot just to improve the live show as a whole mm-hmm. and make it just sound a little more full and fun mm-hmm. so and at the end we just want everyone to have a good time and not hurt each other but throw each other around yeah <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure.
6: So we'll spend 2019 getting this all together. So once we start touring
5: in like the new cities, they can really see get that the we full package.
6: Get
2: the full exactly. experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so awesome.
5: It's going to take a bit because, you know, it costs money. But we have a band account that we put our uh, money into. And whatever we make from shirts and stuff like that, it all goes into that. So all that stuff gets paid for by a band fund. So that makes it a little easier.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but We're basically just determined to. See this thing through and make it work. Yeah, awesome. Um, awesome. We're all super dedicated to this and to we, music. We, we want
5: this. We to wouldn't happen. be in so many other bands if we didn't want to have an outlet to create music with. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, sometimes you don't have enough with just one band.
0: Build, building that foundation ensures that it lasts in the long run, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels like the, the early days of, of extreme metal altogether around here where everybody knows each other and they're all For sure. in each other's bands and everything trying to figure out who falls into what place. Well, yeah. look, at,
5: look at Cannibal Corpse. What what, what band did they keep taking members from? Was it Monstrosity? I think well uh, Corpse Grinder's from Monstrosity and so was Pat O'Brien was he? yeah there you go oh,
2: cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like and so the, the yeah. singer from yeah. Monstrosity yeah. is like the fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a band <laughs> yeah they had two
4: bands that formed into Cannibal Corpse it was, yeah, uh... Uh, and Corpse Grinder was in a band called Corpse Grinder as well mm.
5: oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, right, yeah. that's where he got the name Corpse uh-huh. Grinder because yeah. everyone was yeah. like where's that Corpse Grinder guy <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch the documentary on Cannibal Corpse it's pretty sick it's a good one silence sweet that
1: it no yeah no Uh, you got more questions yeah just one more so you guys touched on a little bit earlier about the local music scene and some of the adversity that you've been facing what kind of ideas do you have or thoughts um, that you could provide that would help change that or what ways do you think the scene could improve well um one
3: thing for sure is that uh like there's a good there's a good established basis or basis for bands to start i think with with the promoter right now brayden he he's really welcoming like with Eden echo they're another local band that started six months or something ago something mm. like that they have played like four or five shows and and they're, they're starting awesome they're right. starting to get recognized it's, it's really cool really and so it's like starting out as a band in the metal scene is well, from our experience and from other bands' experiences we've seen in the past couple of years, it's, like, easy. If if you if you are dedicated to make music, the people around here will make it happen with you. Um, it's more getting from that point, if you want to go further, getting there.
5: Yeah, it's up to you, for sure.
3: At that point, it's all up to you, it's all out of your pocket, it's all... Um, yeah uh, and so like starting in in the metal scene in Kelowna right now or even in Vancouver the, the death metal scene is really welcoming and, and honestly like we've had like troubles but they weren't ever because of the scene itself mm. you know like they were all our fault <laughs> gotcha. the bus issue and whatnot. Um, if you're a professional enough then, then it'll be easy to make your way through Kelowna that's mm-hmm. for sure um, starting out as a band, at least, I think, because it was easy for us. As soon as we
5: well, knew about it, it was easy. Well, what really happened, what got us noticed in the first place was we recorded the first song, Death Machine, that we have on our YouTube page, and Matt Depper from Apollyon shared it, and that we met them, and they wanted to play shows with us, and
3: that's just like out. i said it, it was easy once we decided to go for it mm-hmm. like yeah. mm-hmm. everyone was like hey you're a death metal band this is cool let's do this let's play a show you need this you want this <laughs> yeah. send me mm-hmm. a logo you want a logo i'll make a logo for you <laughs> it was just yeah. like oh my goodness all this stuff happening yeah like our logo was done by Braden, Braden yeah. far and it's fucking awesome Same with this yeah. design right here yeah, it's yeah, it's nice. yeah. Well. i can't yeah, it's- even tell you how much everyone's helped us Sweet. Yeah, and that's it, what metal's
0: that's all about is, is helping each other out and absolutely. being welcoming to everybody into the scene, right? Yeah, it's like a big family yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Rule number
3: one
5: of entertainment don't be a dick. Exactly. <laughs> and, and everybody
0: has a part too, whether it's playing in the band or being a fan or or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah everybody's got their own their own part in it as well. For sure, yeah, because without
5: people coming there and listening
0: to you, you have nothing. Yep, exactly. You know,
5: you're not you're not number one, it's a it's a whole team. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cool. Sweet my lingering question Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. uh do you think that metal is a phase or a lifestyle because lots of people join metal as a phase and then kind of dwindle out as their life changes or whatever else and some people hold on to it for their whole life it It, it depends
3: it really depends on the person like um i've been through musical phases of phases that i listen to and i always end up coming back um, but when I started playing metal, and when we started this thing, like I'm gonna be playing metal for the rest of my life. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. But then, like, if if you're not like in it doing it, it's a little different. Like I I had a I had a rap phase. I had an electronic music phase. You know, I I've listened to like almost every type of music. Like, and and when I do it, I get obsessed with it, and it's like all you want to listen to. So like when I'm listening to stuff, I go through phases. But when in terms of passion and what you want to do I think a lot of the people that are in the bands playing the
1: music are going to be doing it for a while mm-hmm. I have the same issue too I figure out a some kind of subgenre, and then I mm. explore the hell mm-hmm. out of it's it all over <laughs> I,
2: you know, yeah.
1: I'm a big Deftones fan of course yeah, for you know, sure. I shouldn't say of course but I'm a huge Deftones fan and just kind of picking out where they've gone as artists and looking up in like Wikipedia Claims that they're slightly that the shoe gaze is one of their sub genres. I'm like, What the heck is this shoe gaze stuff? <laughs> yeah, and I click on that, yeah. and then apparently it goes back to Four the 80s. Later. I'm like, Okay, yeah. well, yeah. now I have a list of 30 bands so that I have, I have a to body to. of
5: work to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for well, for me, you know, me- metal is definitely a lifestyle because I, since I've been growing up, I've listened to metal in some form or another because my older brother would listen to Rob Zombie and Bullet For My Valentine and, you know, and like those aren't the hardest of metals out there. Um, but they are uh, still metal. They're though. still metal, you <laughs> know, <laughs> like they're in the metal genre and it's still, it was harder than, you know, uh, Willie Nelson or something, you know, not that Willie Nelson's bad. Willie Nelson's great. But um, it, it, I've always listened to the harder music growing up and eventually it just got harder and harder until I was listening to cannibal corpse and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's just
3: always been in my life. It's based on what mm -hmm. you're subject to early. Mm -hmm. I I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people who like music where it's, it's upfront in your face. Like, uh, it talks, it, it talks about, um, subjects that are super hard to touch touch on and like, like a lot of, um, early uh gangster rap and stuff there's people that will grow up and then end up um and like it just depends on um how it happened like Mm -hmm. i just ended up listening to metal because of the people i was with and my friends and whatnot and they just happened to end up listening to like hardcore rap and um it may give you the same like the same thing that you're craving Mm -hmm. but just in a different way i guess Mm -hmm. do you like hardcore rap i like i like almost everything
1: yeah, I mean, we we're, were pretty open count. books
0: to <laughs> yep. body count. yeah, yeah. body count. <laughs> ice T,
3: right? Oh man,
1: yes. I actually just last week or the week before, just every single album, you know, from start to finish. It was the Slayer cover
3: that I first
1: noticed. Yeah, that. we were like,
5: yeah. I, I remember we were searching on YouTube and I was like, "Is that Ice T? Is tea? that Ice T?" It's
1: pretty crazy on the the band. they you know they they got their first start in the late '80s is when they produced their first album. The music was more punk mm-hmm. rather than straight up metal and mm-hmm. just with the way the political climate has been the last three or four years when they dropped that second most recent album in 2014 or something it was just it was more poignant it was like it was on point mm-hmm. like they were they came out at the right time and I just freaking love
0: body count because it's,
1: it's the, the best of both mm-hmm. they got the hardcore gangster rap Ice tea and uh, the, that his backing band does the the rest and of the, the metal stuff pretty mm-hmm. damn well. 100%. Mm-hmm. And
3: part of the reason why you like it so much is just because ice T's there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh,
1: you keep mentioning, Ken, of course, uh, the original lead singer, Chris Barnes, Chris Barnes. Yeah. did Six Feet Under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was actually a song that he did with Ice-T.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, one amazing. Bullet
1: Left yeah. off uh, the Warbringer album.
0: Think, I don't, I I don't think, remember. I think so. Oh, man.
1: You... Uh, if you like it's the a body cam stuff, you have to listen to that because it's, you know, six feet under with iced tea. With that is tea. Pretty fucking rad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sweet. All right. Okay. I think that's uh, all the time we have now. So I'd like to thank uh, Death Machine for being here to do this interview with us. Yeah, thanks and for having us. Yeah, no, no problem, issues. guys. Yeah. We'll have you on again. Yeah. And uh, good luck at Bakken Battle of the Bands in Kelowna thank on so March much. 23rd. So Thank get you. your tickets now before they're sold out.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider supporting the bands we discussed, as well as follow Death Machine on social media and consider purchasing their music and merchandise on Bandcamp. You can follow us on Twitter at Metal As Medicine for updates on upcoming episodes, metal news, shows, and other fun stuff. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Come out to the shows and support the local metal scene because without our support, we wouldn't have such great a music to
2: listen to. Thanks for listening to Metal as Medicine.